What's up, what's up, y'all? And we are back. Happy Truck and Hustle Tuesday. Welcome to the show. Um, today we have a great show for you lined up. Um, we've got a chance to speak with Kimberly Carver of Transportation Academy. Uh, Kimberly has a lot of transportation knowledge, has been in the game for many years. Um, she started out actually working for a small mom and pop with transitioning to building her own company. And now she teaches people how to do the same. So stay tuned for that. Um, I want to definitely give a big, big, big shout out to the Hustle fam. What's up? What's up? Um, if you're new to the show, make sure you're following us on our social media. I got to start making sure we shout that to grow our pages. Um, at Truck and Hustle on IG. Um, Truck and Hustle Official is the Facebook um, group. And just Truck and Hustle uh, Pod is our Twitter, which we're just getting started. Um, what else? Oh, I just, uh, recently, uh, launched a Patreon. So if y'all want to support the show, that is, uh, patreon.com slash truck and hustle as well. Um, so, you know, we moving, got a lot of things in store. We're making things happen. All right. So you know what time it is. It's time to put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I, I believe that we attract what we focus on. And I learned that and I believe that um, I, I actually learned it. And then I look back at my life and I said, wow, all the failures that I had before I had them, I was focused on failure. Mm. I was focused on wonder if this happens. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen to me. And I had to change that. I had to start focusing on success. I had to start focusing on winning. Mm. I had to start focusing on succeeding. Mm. What you focus on, you will attract. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. So, Kimberly, um, I guess let's start from the beginning. How did you get into the uh, into the trucking industry? Let, let, let's talk about your backstory. Um, how did how did things get started for you? So basically, um, me and my husband we got laid off um, some years ago, um, and we decided to go into transportation. But before that, um, I actually worked for a um, a small trucking company. Um, a guy that a guy and his wife that owned about 10 trucks. Okay. Um, and where, where, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm sorry. I'm from North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina. Okay. Okay. Yep. So this his is all is, happening in North Carolina, right? This is where you're yep. at. This okay. is in North Carolina. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. And I was about 18 years old at the time. And, um, I started working for him and his wife, um, as an office assistant. Okay. And, um, she had a freight brokerage and trucking. And so I was, um, I would, you know, get done with the work that they had me to do really quickly. And I was always interested and intrigued about what they were doing. And it was so interesting. It was so, I don't know, it inspired me to see what they were doing. And I was so, um, I had a passion for it just after that. And he was supposed to teach me um, how to, you know, do the dispatching and how to do the everything, but he really didn't. But what I did is I started listening to her um, in her office, doing all the work and getting all the loads covered and all of that stuff and it just really gave me a drive to try to pursue transportation and so at the time um, I went I ended up leaving that job and going to another job and me and my husband we got um, laid off and we end up um, just wanting to pursue trucking so he went to trucking school okay. um, we were laid off receiving unemployment and we decided we wanted to go ahead and start um, our own trucking business and we actually did that with um, really little to no money, just okay. really off of our faith. Okay. Um, so. 
Got you. So you said so. So just to kind of recap, you said you worked for a small trucking fleet. Um, what what did they do? What was their uh, what was their niche? They were refrigerated and produce refrigerated. Um, he had a couple of owner operators also, and then they also had a freight brokerage. Okay, got you, got you. So a small fleet, about ten trucks or so, and then yeah. they also did this, the freight brokerage. So you kind of you know learned a little bit about the industry there, right? And then you got into a situation where you where you were laid off and you were looking for new opportunities, and you said you and your husband got interested in transportation, obviously because of your background, right? Um, and you said he went and got a CDL. Right. Yeah. So he okay. went and got a CDL and then we just we just kind of um, we learned we read up on everything possible. I already kind of had a complete understanding because when I was working for them, they had me doing things that I had I didn't even know about. But I had to adapt because I wanted the job and I had to learn how to do it. So they had me doing if the reports, they had me doing um fuel tax, all different types of stuff, you know, um, in their company that I had it was new to me. So I kind of had an understanding of already how it worked. Doing the mileage, uh, the payroll, different things of that sort. So I understood, you know, the miles, you know, drivers getting paid miles. I understood that part. Then plus, you know, with my husband and been a truck driver, I'm like, why don't you just go ahead? Let's go ahead and just get this business um, started, you know, go ahead and just get into it. And, you know, um, you know, try to make it successful. And so we read up on everything. And instead of us going out and actually trying to get one truck, we went out to get three trucks at a time. Really? And wow. We didn't even, again, like I said, we didn't have um, the money. And what we did is we kind of, we had, we had a method that we used to get those trucks, but it was way easier back then than it is now. Okay. Um, I mean, you could just call and kind of reserve the trucks and, you know, you know, as long as you had a cart on file, you could go pick them up at any time. You had enough drivers. Um, we met some drivers and they all just started doing loads together. Um, you know, I set up everything on my own with with the guy who um, I worked for when I was 18. I actually had him mentoring me. So he okay. was helping me get everything together, get everything done. He was mentoring me and helping me to go through all the steps and all the process. And he, he helped me. He thought it was phenomenal that we were trying to do it, do what we were doing. And he was like, you know, I'm so happy for you guys. So. Right, right. All right. So you so you guys kind of started when when you first got into the business, you started off with three trucks like you got three trucks off the bat. Uh, right immediately. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so tell me about that. What do you do to start making money? What was, tell me, tell me about the initial phase of the business. Well, the initial phase was very, very rough because one of the struggles that I had, we didn't know what we were doing Okay. and we just had heard about it and we were trying to do like just the regular typical company that hears about something and sees it from somebody else. And you think when I, when I seen it from them, I thought it was way easier than it really was. I okay. thought it was just way easier. Okay. So when we first started, we got the trust and we, we done our first loads of basically, you know, got my authority, got all of that stuff. And we, um, I got on there. I never knew how to even book a load, but when I got on the load board, um, to book a load. I was using the load board at the time. Okay. I got on there to book a load and I booked the same three loads with the same company. And of course, because I didn't know what I was doing, I didn't know what the rate was supposed to be. Um, I booked the load for like way less than it was it supposed to be. I was going from maybe, um, and I tell this story all the time in my seminars, but okay. I was going from North Carolina to New Jersey for $700, okay. which at the time the rate was maybe about $2,500 at okay. the time or okay. even more, $3,000. I mean, it was really high at the time. And so um, I booked all three trucks and they followed each other up there, did the load. And then, and we, we were just so happy that we made this <laughs> money. We thought we were making so, so much good money. And so then when I got ready to do it again, the rate coming back was kind of like um, around the same rate. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't make sense. So then um, when I got back and, you know, just started posting my trucks, people started offering me stuff. So then I started saying, well, I started just pushing the number up higher and higher and higher until I just, you know, wouldn't move my trucks until I moved them for top dollar. And so um, I end up still having struggles because, you know, like I said, it's more to, um, 
operating owning a trucking company and starting a trucking company than just kind of doing what you see other people doing or what you hear about you have to kind of understand what you're doing and what you're getting into and so that was um a struggle so all right guys truck and hustle has now partnered with transpo cfo powered by venning transpo cfo offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting payroll and tax needs into one flat monthly rate saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. That that prompted me to um, to start the company that I have today, um, and it prompted me to start because we had a lot of struggles. We had okay. Breakdowns. We weren't prepared for breakdowns. We were not prepared for drivers stealing and drivers quitting. We were not prepared for the things that were coming to us. Um, mm. We were not prepared. And when I tell you, when we when we failed, we failed epically, like hard. I mean, <laughs> we failed. even though we, you know, had the three trucks, we got stuff on our DOT record because we had, um, we were renting the trucks from Penske and Penske was like, um, oh, your truck needs some service. Well, we can't do it right now. We can't do it to two weeks later, two weeks out mm. because we were a small, you know, we were only renting three trucks. And so it wasn't something that um, they could just, they were basically worried about the bigger companies. Right, right, right. The bigger companies in right away. And so the smaller companies, they would just push us to the side. And so we got stuff on our record because we, you know, we were like, well, hey, if Penske said they're going to fix it, but we're going to just wait. You know, we, we got, we just, we really failed. We were in a, a down spiral until um, it got to a point where I, I found people that were doing things like myself, what I'm doing now, okay. but I didn't want to pay them. That was my problem. I didn't want to pay them. I didn't want to get their help because I felt like I could do it myself, just like most people do now. Okay. They feel like that they can do it themselves. And that was that was the struggle. That's where the struggle came in. When you feel like you you know it all, you can do it yourself, you don't want to pay for it. Oh, I can do this. I don't have to pay for this. Or, oh, I don't need this. Or, why don't I spend that money to get another truck? Or, why don't I spend that money to get a trailer? Or, why don't I spend that money on something else versus actually investing in and learning how to um, run and operate and successfully grow your business the right way. Didn't got, want to do it. Got you, got you, got you. So what were some of the, um, the, the big changes when you started to invest in yourself? What were some of the things that, um, you know, you got exposed to that were different um, to what you, you know, what you kind of figured out on your own in comparison to what you learned when you started investing in yourself and, and paying somebody for the information? Like, what were some of those differences? Some of the things that the differences came in really huge because what I learned is um, it's all about your resources and the resources come from people, people with experience, people who have already been where you are at. Okay. And that information, a lot of people in trucking, they don't want to tell you what's going on. Like, they don't want to give you the scoop on how do you do this and how do you do that? And then you hear, you get a lot of hearsay, she say. So the, the, the big difference came and the shift came when I started to pay um, and actually train and get training and get help and understand, okay, you're doing this wrong, you're doing that. And that's gonna be the resources. Um, there, there are free resources, but there are some resources that you have to, you know, um, you have to pay for. Mm. And so those free resources, I put those together with the ones that I had to pay for. And then we started to grow. Um, one of the things that I learned was there's no shortcuts. Okay. And if you think that, you know, um, we were just like the typical person that gets into transportation, you have a high return. And so you do have a you have a high return and you have a, um, a high expense too sometimes, but you have to be able to manage it. So when that money came in, we were like, oh, wow, you know, this is, this is it. So, you know, just like typical people, you know, some of the clients that I get as well, oh, wow, this is it. I can do this. I can do that. And then they don't know that one breakdown can actually break your company all the way down to nothing. Mm. And so you have to manage those resources, those that that money, and you have to reinvest it back into your business. That's one of the things that we were not doing. Mm. Um, then you have to uh, again reinvestment might mean taking a class, or it might be mean um, working with someone, transportation consultant. I had always went and um, 
when, when we started having problems, I always went and found someone who offered transportation consulting, but I wasn't willing to pay the price. Back then, the price was the same what I'm actually charging now myself, about $2,500 a month, and I just wasn't willing to pay that. I was like, oh, gosh, that's too much. Right. And the people were telling me, like, if you pay this money, you know, we're going to help you to get things on track, you know, so you're, you're actually, it's going to be a good investment. But I didn't see how that would help me at all. Um, because I was already, you know, but once I did go ahead and do it, got the resources, um, got information that I was missing. It was like a puzzle. You had, you know, the system, you had the, the system to make money, but you didn't have some of the pieces. Got you. And got you. That is where, um, we started the shift. Okay. Okay. Got you. So, um, just, just, just to like, kind of dig a little bit deeper into that because, okay. um, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's, you know, we, we live in an age now where there's a lot of people, you know, selling different courses and, you know, right. a lot of, a lot of gurus out there. And I mean, that's yeah. kind of like, that's kind of like become a wave where people are like, you know, training people and educating people. So what are some of the things, um, that like, let's get, get a little bit more specific for me. Like some of the things that the, the real deep changes that spending, spending, will kind of change your mindset. I mean, we don't have to get into particulars, but like, just give me an idea of some of the things that, you know, once you invest in yourself, the, the, the fundamental changes that you'll learn. So once you invest in yourself, you will learn how to successfully operate your business. Like there's a wrong way and there's a right way. And there's a business way and there's a personal way. <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> So once you start investing, you will learn that, you know, I have to actually set my company up like a business, like okay. someone that, you know, like Walmart may have their business set up. Like you have to really set your company up like a business. And there's when you're operating and you have one truck, you have one driver, you have you and whoever your spouse is. There's so much temptation to be comfortable and to not do things like that. Like it's mm. so tempted to do that, but that's gotcha. where you mess up and that's where you fail because you got to realize when you have a driver coming in, um, you have someone that you're hiring, they're looking at everything. They don't want to be with a company who they don't see growing or who they, um, they don't see stability in. If okay. it's just like a small company and they're like, well, you know, one thing could, you know, they might not be able to pay the fuel they've been they've been there and done that so they, they might break down and leave me out stranded you know these are things that when drivers come in they want to see stability so you have to set your company up like a real business you have mm. to be professional if you're um when we used to have drivers come in we wouldn't give them drug tests we wouldn't give them orientation mm. we would talk to them and have a personal relationship and connection with them and say, yeah, this is a good, this is going to work good. And they would work for a while, but then they would get comfortable. They would start messing up. Those mess ups reflect back on your business. Gotcha. And so when you, um, when those mess ups, they're going to keep you from getting freight, good freight, good load, good pan loads. They're going to keep reports on your MC authority or keep reports to the brokers. You know, it's so much that can happen. So you have to really set your company up like a business and have a structure. And then the biggest thing is having a system. Mm -hmm. um, we never had a system from the beginning. Okay. And the system was just kind of, well, we're going to start a, a trucking. We're going to go on the low board and actually get loads and run trucks and make money. And you can make money, but is it going to be consistent money if something happens? What happens if something goes wrong? What happens? What's your system? What's your response? What happens? What's your backup plan if something goes wrong from this particular thing? Do you have consistent freight off of the low board or are you just looking from day to day? Mm. Like, what is your plan? And so that's where the shift comes in, if that answers your question. No, that does. That, that, that definitely does. Okay. So, so how, how big were you guys able to grow your fleet initially? So you say so you started with three and then where'd you go from there? So we, we initially end up growing our fleet to probably about eight trucks. Okay. Um, which really did us well because we end up getting some contracts. Um, you really, we end up getting some contracts with our trucks and then we end up being able to work with probably about four to five owner operators. Um, and then we just were able to kind of, um, in that era, we were able to grow our business to where we wanted it to be or where we were satisfied to be in. 
Okay. And to the point where we end up going into the freight brokerage and in, in, in on things. And so, um, one of the things that we end up um, invent, one of the things that you do when you have a truck and well, you don't have to do this, but one of the good things that I think every company should do is be, reinvest, reinvest okay. that money that you have coming in into another business. So one of the things that we reinvested in was in the freight brokerage. Okay. So we were able to build up a freight brokerage, but our biggest success has been um, just been receiving consistent contracts through companies, not necessarily government or state, but through actual company shippers. Gotcha. Um, we, we end up gaining one shipper that actually like blew us kind of out of the water. Okay. Um, one shipper that, you know, was someone I'd end up meeting this guy and I'm not going to say his name, but, um, cause <laughs> I'm, I'm still friends with him, but yeah, yeah. I end up meeting guy who um he ended up he worked for the shipper and one day he just called me off of the load board and he ended up calling me and we had had everything set up we had a structure and a system then like everything was like like tight like no truck went out without um inspections every three weeks like everything was so like all the way tight like we didn't have any breakdowns over the road like there was zero breakdowns we hired drivers that were you know um you know made sure that everything all the inspection reports just that we're going to treat the truck like their own like their right. own truck so we ended up meeting this guy he called me and that was a game changer um, okay. We ended up getting a contract with their company through some other sources too. We some other people seen us working with this particular guy in the company. We end up getting multiple different contracts, and we end up growing our business. And then we end up investing. And so one of the things that passioned me to start Transportation Academy is that I wanted to help people who went through the struggle. The struggle was real. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's deeper than what I told you. Like right. it's really deep. I, I remember at one time we lost our house. Um, you probably seen some stories that I posted on Instagram. We lost our house. I have. Mother-in-law. Um, we were, you know, basically homeless. Um, mm. We at one point we had our house. Our, our something happened with our power bill where it had got tangled up, and somehow they sent us a bill that we couldn't even get it straight. It wasn't that we couldn't pay it. We could pay it, but it was some kind of thing where it was just all messed up. They had it tied to somebody else's name, our name. They wouldn't want to turn it back on. They wouldn't turn it back on. Mm. Um, and it was just so much. And so we went through a real struggle. So I, I had a passion and a desire, like God put it in my heart to um, create this company and to help other people not have to go through the wrong steps, not have to go through the long road and the hard road to actually be successful. Um, there is there is some ways that you can go wrong, like operating um, just kind of like, you know, where you're living check to check, not supposed to happen in transportation. If you're living check to check, and I know some people who are still doing it now. Right, right. And they, they are doing it not because they don't know. It's, this is what they know. They know what they're supposed to do is just that they, they don't, have the mindset to get out of it because it is all about mindset too. You have to have the mindset to want to change your situation and to want to get help and say, you know what, I want to do better for my business. I want to run my business better. Um, so I know some people who are still in it, but it just prompted me, my whole struggle prompted me to create this company, me and my husband to create this company and actually help people to go into starting their business and operating it the right way mm. and being able to work with us, um, us being able to mentor them, to coach them, to consult them, to help them um, be able to, you know, successfully, you know, make profit. Um, you could be making money all year in trucking and then find out at the end of the year with your PCA that you didn't make anything. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, that is why, that's why I'm here. And I really have a passion for it. Um, I've helped so many companies and we can get to that, but I've helped so yeah, many we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get into, into Transportation Academy for sure. Okay. I, I'm just, I just want to build the story up. So we, okay. we, get there and we understand okay. how you got the Transportation Academy. Right, All right. right. So, um, so we, um, so eight trucks, um, you, you, you finally landed some contracts, some dedicated right. accounts. Right, which kind of you know, was a game changer because now you have consistent work. You're not all over the load board, just kind of 
figure it out day to day. So now you have a consistent contract. Um, and right. Consistent, right? Okay. So you said you move. You said you reinvested some of the money from the trucking into freight brokerage. Right. So, so tell me a little bit more about that. About getting started with the freight brokerage. How was that transition? Okay. So that transition, same thing. Went into the freight brokerage and had some struggles because, you know, me, I'm the type of person, I'm like a person where I, I have to always be doing something. I have to always be moving. I'm always doing something. And so with the freight brokerage, I wanted to get it up and running fast. Like I did not want it to take a long time. I like wanted it to be snap of a finger. I'm like, you know, 30 days, I'm, I'm about to start receiving some checks. Okay. And so um, I end up, uh, I end up working really hard like when you say when when you say nine to five like on the freight brokerage i had people in my uh, office working on the truck and i didn't have to do anything with that so i wanted to go in with um the freight brokerage and just kind of drive really hard and i did but one of the things that happened i met this guy and I got, I met, I actually got two accounts at the same time. Okay. And one account was like just starting off. It was kind of small. And then the other account was this guy. Um, I never forget it. And I will say his name, his name is Bobby okay. out of the Northeast. And someone listening to this is going to know him and have experienced some experiences with him. Okay. But I got with Bobby. Bobby had, um, he had all of these accounts, produce coming out of Arizona, going from Arizona to um, the Bronx, uh, New York. And he was like, hey, Kim, you know, I need this quote. I got all of these. I'm a produce broker. I buy truckloads and I sell them at the farmer's market. And he was like, you know, you met the right person. I'm, a, I'm about to change your life. And I'm okay. just like, oh, my gosh, this is happening. I got the freight brokerage running. You know, I'm, I got the trucking going on autopilot. And then now the freight brokerage. And this is about to happen for me. So, you know, I did probably about, you know, I, I, I quoted the loads for him and, I gave him the price and I guess at that time the truck loads were going for probably about um, anywhere from um, seven, eight thousand, all the way up to eleven thousand, ten thousand um, per truck load coming out of Arizona, going Niggles, Niggles, Arizona, going to the Bronx, New York. Okay. And so um, I started working with them and really to be honest, I'm gonna tell you, um, at first Bobby ended up, he ended up um, he ended up paying all of those loads. Like he paid them right away. And I was real wary because he paid with personal checks. And I was like, Oh gosh, are these checks going to clear? Um, and they cleared everything cleared. Everything was good. Okay. And then Bobby called and said, um, he, this is probably about $70,000 worth of truckloads. And maybe I probably made a profit. Cause I, I really did good with book. And I was just, I've always been the best dispatcher and um, always been a best, the best negotiator. And so um, I, I probably made about 40,000 off of that 70 okay. um, at the time. And then um, he did a couple of more loads, paid them. And then he was like, you know, Kim, I need some credit. He was like, I'm, I'm paying these, I'm doing these loads real. I'm paying you really quick. I want to do a long-term relationship with you, but I need some credit. He was like, I'm, I've been running with TQL, but TQL is not, you know, um, they're not really, you know, they're so disrespectful. He was just giving me all this story okay. and, I, and I believed him. So I ended up giving him some credit and did the same amount of loads that we did and then when it came time to pay, I gave him net seven. When it came time to pay, he was like, hey, Kim, you know, I'm having this little struggle, this little problem. I'm going to have to pay you about $5,000 a week. And I was like, oh, you know, mm. wait, you know, because I got to pay these other people. But all the people were on net 30. Okay. And at that time in business, I'm doing good for myself, so I didn't need a factoring company. Okay. So and that, that that was one of my mistakes too, because a factoring company would have been able to say, yeah, yeah, I'm, yes or no to deal with this person. So you were able to bankroll all all the uh, the the payroll for all those. Yeah, I was able to. Those yeah, I was able wow. To the payroll. So okay. I, I didn't have to worry about that. But what happened is, he went from five thousand after he paid that about three four times. He went to five thousand to a. I'm gonna pay you a thousand a week. I said, oh my gosh, are you oh, serious? Wow. Okay. Right. And okay. so then he went from a thousand a week to not answering the phone. Wow. And that's when things took a shift. And I was really so devastated. 
but I still had the other shipper. I had to go ahead and just get get, my, get myself together, and I had to regroup, and I had to, you know, work harder than I ever worked in my life to turn a profit on the other accounts and to get new accounts to actually um, pay off those people that I owe money to. Mm. And so I ended up doing it, and it was a lot of work. Um, that those are some of the struggles that I went through that just got me to where I'm at today. And wow. I got it all together and I said, you know what? That was a mistake for me. Never, never have done it. Never will do it again. Right. Like, um, it changed the way I do business a lot. Wow. Did, did, did you ever go after Bobby for, for those? I did not because I went, I called the FBI, did everything I could possibly do. And they were saying it was a civil, civil suit. The FBI told me and said, they will, you know, take, um, he, they told me to, um, why don't you, the lady told me, she was just brainstorming. She said, why don't you reroute the freight? And I said, I don't have any more loads with them. I can't. So I tried to get more loads with them. She was like, you can confiscate the freight and say, you know, he can't pay, you can't deliver the freight until he pays. Right. And so I was like, oh gosh, but I, it, it, it had already gone so far out, you know, at this point that it, it was no return to that. Like me and him was not able to work together ever again. So wow. That wasn't this, that wasn't able to happen because it had already kind of passed. Gotcha. Um, so I just had to suck it up. Um, they told me to go to New York. I heard, I found out, I did a lot of investigation. I found out that his son had been already in court for something similar, but I guess he ended up did something that may have cost him a charge. Okay. So, um, you know, that situation, it really, it really took a kind of a turn, you know. Wow, that, that that that's rough, man. That's rough. So yeah. let me ask you, with the freight bro brokerage, how did you go about um like your networking to find find your owner operators and so forth? Like, how did you do that getting started? Well, um, getting started, um, I have a system that I teach. I can't tell you the system. Okay, uh, respect, I understand. I teach. Yeah, understand. That will actually get you. It doesn't matter how new you are because that was the first thing that people said. They said, um, the first thing that Carrier said was, hey, you're new. Um, I'm the type of person where I don't believe in no for an answer. Like, if there's a door that's shut or no, like, I'm going to find a way. Like, right. So I have a system that I teach people on how to get people to work with you, no matter how new you are. Um, you know, it does not matter um, how new you are and how um, long you've been in the business. If you just started yesterday, I have okay. a system that will help you that new people will still work with you with no problems. Um, I have some people that even have me to come in their company and say, Hey, I got this freight brokerage. I got shippers. I got loads, but I can't get a carrier to cover them. Mm. And it just takes me, you know, like 10 minutes and <laughs> to show them, this is what you need to do. Okay. So they go ahead and do it and they get it done. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's no problem, you know, type. So, you now know, now is this is this system kind of like a script like something that you tell them or way you proposition them like is it that type of thing or is no, it huh? the, no it's okay. not a script it's, okay. it's an actual process it's an actual steps that you need to do and it's something that you do consistently and so um people do pay for the training like to you know to learn it so that's okay. why i don't tell it to actual everybody yeah. because, right you know, no, no, no. I definitely understand that. I definitely understand that. All right. So, um, the freight, the, the, the freight, so you get this freight brokerage started, um, right. and, and that's running now. Are you still, you're still running the trucking company at the same time? Running the trucking company at the same time. Right. Okay. So at this point, you know, I've hired other people to, to start running on the trucking end and I'm just doing the freight brokerage on my own at first. Okay. And you know, this is before I hire anybody or anything of that sort. And I just, start just building on my own but that was something that i had to go through on my own that was before i hired anybody um it was something that i had to deal with and it was a big fluke like i mean it was on my <laughs> part because my husband was like what how would you let this happen right. he just kept asking me how did you let this happen <laughs> i can imagine i can imagine and, I, and I, I passed it over to him to get him to talk to him that he got he got him to pay maybe about 20 maybe about twenty five thousand. Right. My husband ended up getting them to pay. He's he's really good in business as well. He ended up getting them to pay about twenty five more thousand, but he would not budge. 
on mm. anything else. And I think he had been used to doing this so much that he knew how it was going to go. Got you. Know? you. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Question. So I got a question for you. What, what is your, um, um, your feeling about freight brokerage, uh, freight brokering versus dispatching? I feel that freight brokering versus dispatching, I feel like that you can make as much money in dispatching as you can freight brokerage. You, you're going to make way more in freight brokerage, of course, because you're working with the direct shipper. But you can make some good money in dispatching. Um, some of my clients have a struggle in finding a consistent, honest, um, consistent, honest, reliable freight dispatcher. Okay. Uh, of, of dispatch service. Freight okay. Dispatch. And so I feel like that um, I have some clients that I referred um, uh, referred them. They were freight dispatch services, and I referred them clients, and they've made like hundreds of thousands of dollars off of these clients dispatching mm. their trucks over the years. Mm. But those people are, you know, they can only hold a capacity. Like they don't, you know, with a freight dispatch service, you have to be really organized to actually scale up to the next level gotcha. and if you're not organized you know you have to just stay where you are you know either you're going to hire pe more people to take in more people but you don't take in more people and then um uh take in more people and then um try to um take in more trucks and then and, and then try to you know have less people you have to scale up you have to hire more people if you're going to take more people and so um i can't really send people i've noticed that when i try to send people to somebody's company that's full mm -hmm. then they end up getting neglected mm. and so um i feel like that freight dispatch people should go into freight dispatching more because that there, there is a high need a quick need like i mean you're gonna find trucks and owner operators and small carriers that are going to need you faster than you probably would find a shipper mm. And so I feel like that um, freight dispatch services right now is where it's at. But you have to get the right training. You have to get the right people to train you. Okay. And is that something that you offer as well in your academy? Yes. yes. That is something that we offer as well. We offer to help you to, um, we train you to help you to start up the freight dispatching. And we also offer the dispatch courses to show you how to um, advertise the fine um, to actually get your dispatching to start making money, how to find drop carriers, um, how to actually find the loads, how to, you know, keep everything organized. We offer all of those uh, courses. Okay. Got you. Um, so freight, freight dispatching, and um, let's talk about the difference in costs, like startup costs. So what are the costs associated with freight dispatching and the costs associated with freight bro brokeraging? What, what are the different okay. costs? So the freight brokerage, um, the freight dispatch service, you really can start that on a low key. Um, I feel like that people can start that under a thousand dollars. Okay. Um, That's because great. really, <laughs> right. Cause really you, um, you're, you're really going to need when you're starting a freight dispatch service, you really, it's about your, your marketing and it's about your skill to dispatching and it is about your people service and your organization. And so some of those that I just named are free. They just mm. are learned skills. Mm. And then you have, um, on the other hand, um, you have, um, you have on the other end with freight brokerage, you have to get, you know, um, bonds, you got to get licenses, different things, you got to get training. And it's sometimes I notice that, you know, everybody's not like me, they're not going to find a shipper in 30 days. Mm. So, you know, and then they have to build up and professionalism, they got to brand their company and, and do all of those things. And so as a freight dispatch service, you know, it is, I mean, I'm sorry, as a, as a, um, um, as a um, brokerage, freight brokerage, okay, you know, it's going to be, it's a little bit more, it's a little difficult for you to, in the, in the beginning, especially when you're new, but you, you just got to keep on. If you follow the process, it's going to work for you. But mm. with a freight dispatch service, you already have people that already, you're already looking for the loads for you, looking for the loads through the brokers and the shippers. And so it's, it comes a little easier. So that's why I feel like that it will be um, a little easier to do it that way. And it's a little, it's a little cost of lower cost. So I, I know that with a freight brokerage, I don't feel like you can really get a, a successful freight brokerage under 10,000. Okay. 
Um, I don't feel like you can get one because, of, you know, with your bond and all your costs that's associated with it, you're going to at least spend that amount. Got you. Got you. So, I mean, it's, it almost kind of seems like, you know, people, you know, somebody who wants to get into the industry um, would probably want to start with their freight dispatching and then maybe work their way up into the brokerage side if 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 they wanted to grow or but or, or maybe even stay in freight dispatching. Because like you said, there's no money. It's a low barrier to entry. You kind of get in there and you're kind of doing the same thing, except for with the brokerage, you have more liability. You're going to put more right. money down up front. So you know, I'm just trying to, because a lot of people always are, you know, ask that question, you know, what's the difference or what should I get into? What should I focus on right. dispatch or brokeraging? So, you know, I always like to sh- kind of put that out there to see, because um, you, you, you teach both. <laughs> right. So, so um, I wouldn't say that not to get into the um, freight brokerage. I feel like right now, um, it's a need for minorities to get into the freight brokerage industry. Okay. Um, Why is that? that? It's a need for that because the industry is not dominated. I mean, it's dominated by non-minority people. And I feel like that minorities need to get into the freight brokerage industry. I feel like minorities don't really know about freight brokerage that much. Okay. Um, 98%, well, I say 99% actually, of people that I've ever dealt with over these 18 years um, in transportation have been, you know, um, Caucasian or some other race that's not minority. Right. And I'm not saying that to be any type of, you know, racist or anything. I just feel like that minorities need to get into the freight brokerage industry because it's so much money. It's trillions of dollars to make in the freight brokerage industry. Why do we not know about this and why are we not in it? Mm. Why are we not starting these businesses? Why are we not taking advantage of these contracts? Why are we not taking advantage of, um, you know, starting a freight brokerage business and, you know, getting um, accounts with Walmarts and and big companies of that sort? Why are we not doing this at this time, you know? And so I feel like that, you know, we need to get into that industry. Yes, get into freight dispatch um, services if you don't have the money to pay to get into the freight brokerage. But I feel like if you get into the freight brokerage and you actually stay in it um, and you don't quit, I feel like that you can actually win and be successful. One of the things that I see, and I know you didn't ask me this, and Knock. Come but on. one of the things that I see that is a problem in our community with the, us getting into the freight brokerage. And I see it because I help people all day, like start their companies and get, um, you know, start making money in transportation and start freight brokerage businesses. And in our community, we get into something and we're looking for it to happen right away. Mm. And it does not happen like that with freight brokers. So I don't know if that's the reason why people are shying away from it or if they just don't know about it. I think it's kind of both, but it it is some groundwork. You have to lay the foundation when it comes to freight brokering. There's no way around it. Um, I don't expect everybody to be like me and to go in 30 days and start finding shippers that are, you know, it may take you 90 days, but if you start something, you should have the passion and the desire to stay in it and no matter what. You know, um, I'm not going to fail. There's no way of me failing in this. I'm going to find something. And if I'm not finding the right companies, then I need to invest in myself to help me to get to that point. I need to find more resources. I need to, you know, work with someone called Transportation Academy or whatever. But I need to do something to figure out how I can get my brokerage up and running. I know that company A and company B is making good money, but how do I make good money? I can do it if they're doing it. Right. You know, um, I can make money. If you see all of these companies, look at companies like um, Coyote Logistics, you know, I mean, in less than, you know, four, five years, you know, they're on the fortune 500 maybe in two years i think Mm. same thing with xpo xpo shifted really quick so you know if i can if i see other companies doing it you tell you're telling me that i can't even make a million they're making trillions you say right 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 right. oh no you can you just have to 
um, you know, not giving, throwing the towel so quick. Mm. And so I wish I could get people to understand that that part, because what I hear people and say, well, I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And I don't know, I'm just, I, I think this is not the business for me. or I'm thinking I'm just give up. How can you give up that quick? Because you see someone else that's doing it. You see someone else that's successful. Why do you think that you can't be successful? What is it about you that you're feeling like that you can't win? That's a personal, that's, that is a mindset issue. That's mm. not with the industry. The mm. industry is working. Mm. Like the industry is, is booming. Mm. You know, in the freight brokerage industry right now, it's booming. So it's no excuses. So I, that's, that's just how I feel. Um, I feel like that we need to get into the freight brokerage industry more. People, if you don't know what a freight brokerage is, uh, please look it up, learn. Um, we need to get into that industry. It's a trillion dollar industry right now. No doubt. No doubt. So stop looking for instant gratification, right? Right. Um, stop looking for instant gratification. If you are wanting to make a million dollars or a billion dollars like some of these companies are making, please don't think that you're going to invest 30 days, two months, and that's going to happen. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. don't right, think right. that's going to happen in 30 days, two months. Right. Um, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to lay the same amount of time that people have spent 20 and 30 years into a company. I feel like I wish that they could just put that same passion into their own business. Like, mm. I wish that they could. Mm. Um, our mindset is, you know, when we we're, we're raised up as children, some people anyway, or that we go out and we work a job and that we, you know, that's our stability, that get a good job, go to college and get a good job. But what about if you put that same passion that you put in working that job into having your own business, mm. how, where would you be? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I am. I've always been an entrepreneur. Um, both of my parents worked a job and, and depended on jobs, like just, like a lifeline but i've always been an entrepreneur at heart you know mm. and had a desire to work for myself and so um i just wish that we could have that understanding and i wish that i could just snap my finger and let everybody <laughs> see like if you change your mindset man things right will change for you right like, no nah, no doubt and it's reachable it's actually reachable to everybody not just me it's reachable to everybody no doubt. So, so you, you, you said mindset. So what are some of the things you did? Cause I mean, you, you may have just been born this way, but what are some practices or what are some things that you, that you do in order to, 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 to have that mindset that you have, or did you ever, did you have to, did you have to change your mindset? I mean, what, how did you become who you are? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, yes, having a change mindset is a daily job. Um, it's not easy. It's something that you have to continuously do every single day in a routine, um, whether that's reading books. Um, I started out reading just self-help books, self, self books and listening to motivational um, people. One of the people I listen to is Joe Osteen, um, also my pastor, um, just listening to motivational. And even if you're not, um, you know, a spiritual or um, person like that, just motivational books, something that motivates and changes your mindset. Um, one of the things that I believe that really shifted my mindset was um, believing I had this belief always that there was something more that we could always tap into mm -hmm. mentally, mm -hmm. physically. I felt like that we were not at our full potential, like people just in general. Mm -hmm. We're never at our full potential. And I just wanted to look into how can I start working at my full potential? Okay. How can I start using, you know, more of my brain or more of my mind to gain access to things? I felt like that, you know, God, he has so much more for us than what we are actually receiving. It's, it can't, it has to be more to, you know, a relationship with God, just getting up, going to church every day and just being a good person. Like it has to be more than that. Right, right. And when I started thinking like that, um, I started doing things like reading books and started to um, kind of investigate on how to change my mindset. And I, and, and I realized that, um, in order to change your mindset, you have to be more positive. You have to think about not the negative things. You can't focus on the negative things, um, especially in trucking. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you start focusing on negative in trucking, then you right. have a bad day. Right, right. You know, I, I believe that we attract what we focus on. And I learned that and I believe that 
Um, I said, I actually learned it. And then I looked back at my life and I said, wow, all the failures that I had before I had them, I was focused on failure. Mm. I was focused on wonder if this happens. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen. Oh, I hope this doesn't happen to me. And I had to change that. I had to start focusing on success. I had to start focusing on winning. Mm. I had to start focusing on succeeding. Mm. What you focus on, you will attract. And so if you don't, if you focus your mind on what if I don't, then that's what's going to happen. The don't is going to happen. Whatever you focused on, whatever you put energy to is going to actually happen. And that's one of the things that really changed my mindset. And I promise you, if you stop building yourself and stop listening to motivational speaking, stop making affirmations. I do daily affirmations every day. Sometimes Mm. I do them obsessively all day, like different in little sections, five minutes here, five minutes there. And um, if you stop doing that, your mindset will go back and then you'll start worrying. Mm -hmm. You'll start saying how, you know, um, once you change your mindset, you won't care how the success comes. You just know it's coming. Right. And you feel it. You can, you know, it's coming. You don't care how it comes. You know, it's going to come to you and things just start happening all over. And I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. Just positive energy, just having a positive mindset. And then, you know, when you're having a positive mindset, you don't want to be around negative people. Mm. You don't want to be around people who are saying, oh, you know, making jokes about, I don't even like people making jokes about negative stuff happening. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. No, don't joke right. with me. Because right. If that actually happened, then you would say, oh, I should have changed my words. Right. So so don't joke. You know, I just want to be around positive energy. I want to be around energy that is, you know, talking positive, believing positive and focused on the positive. Because I believe when you do that, you're going to attract those very things. Nice. Nice. Okay, cool. Cool. So how is it being a black woman in a male dominated uh, truck industry? Sometimes it's difficult because you get some guys that um, they're like, well, how can you tell me something? And then I'm like, well, hey, you don't know. You must don't know what I've been through. Because <laughs> I can fix your truck. I'm, I mean, literally, I can right. fix your truck if I needed to. Okay. Because I done been to that point where you don't have a mechanic. So right. you got to sit on the phone. I got to sit on the phone with my husband, and I got to help him walk through a YouTube video of fixing something that he don't even know what's going <laughs> on. Or either you don't have the money or something was going on where you had to do these things for yourself. And so um, they don't know what I've been through in my story and they don't know that I could actually do it. They don't know mm. I actually got out there and had to drive a truck. Mm. They don't know those things. And so they it's it's kind of rough sometimes because <laughs> some guys and then you then you see some guys that'll work with you but then you'll see how they they have a pride like oh you know I talk to people all the time guys all the time like yeah I'm about to go buy a truck and so on and so on. And I'm like okay well talk to me before you um buy your truck and they'll go do it and then they'll go fail and then they'll come back. Mm. And I'm like, you know, you didn't want to talk to me at first, but I, know, <laughs> I, I, I do say that. I right. actually say that. I say, you right. didn't want to work with me at first. I wish you would have came. And they know they, even if they're listening, they know I say that at first. I wish you would have came to me before you bought your truck because I would have helped you not buy a lemon because I can't even <laughs> crank up a truck and tell you some of the things that's going on with a truck, what not to even buy. Right. You know, because I've had so many of them and I've dealt with them for so long. And so um, it's, it's kind of rough, but but, you know, I keep going and I, I'm the type of person where if you don't want to work, that's that's your loss. If you don't want to work with me because you're feeling like I'm a female and so on and so on, then that's fine. Um, a lot of my, the person who advises me a lot is my husband. He advises me and he knows a lot. He's been, had the same background. This is our, our dream. This is our vision that mm. we're doing. You know, I'm just the face of it. But he pretty much... Um, he advises me. And then I have people that advises both of us. Okay. So, you know, it's the situation where, you know, I feel like that some people, if you don't want to work with us, then that's your loss. I'm moving to the next person to help them because I'm offering a service that actually will help you and change your life. And mm. I know the value of it. And so I don't let it offend me at all. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So let's, let's, let's talk about that service. So let's get into transportation Academy now. Um, so that's your that's your current baby, right? Um, your, your your academy where you're educating people. Um, talk to me about it. What what does the academy offer? 
Um, and just tell me a little bit about the inception of it, how it began, what made you start it. Just give me a little okay. bit of the background on Transportation Academy. Okay, so um, what made me start it was just the failures. I want to help people avoid making the mistakes that I've made for 12, 14 years of, you know, making mistakes. I want to avoid them from making those mistakes. And the reason why we started it is to help people. Um, one of the things that we originally started with was um, helping people get their CDL. Um, people that were in prison or helping people. Um, I, I also have a nonprofit, but I'm not going to get into that, but helping people who have um, had, um, had to have a, a criminal history. We originally started from there. Okay. And that was the source of it. We were going to just go ahead and have a truck in school and help people to get their CDL. But it went deeper than that because when you've been through something and you have a story to tell people, sometimes that story is not just like a, a regular story. Sometimes you put it into action. Mm. And so that's where we begin Transportation Academy. Let's help people get their business started. A lot of people in the community come came to us and was like, oh, I'm going to get, I want to do what you guys are doing. Oh, I can't believe you guys are doing this and you guys are doing that. And, and my husband, you know, he he used to be in a part of, you know, people that were in the street and with a criminal record. And they were like, I can't believe, you know, you guys are doing this and how you guys' lives have changed. And so right, right. Um, at that point, we put that energy into building, you know, something that we're going to help people. We okay. started just helping people for free. And then it got to to the point where we said, okay, well, we're helping people for free. You know, we might as well charge people. And people start, didn't have a problem to pay, to pay us to help them to actually fulfill their dream. And so it got into where, you know, we started, we were doing years of helping people for free. And then we said, you know, I told my husband, I said, let's go ahead and start charging for this. We do this every single day. Right. We're helping people every day. It was a new person that was coming to us. So we just started charging people for the, the wisdom that we have in this industry. We started charging them for, you know, the experience, the, the, the know-how, um, what to do. You know, we were helping people, um, you know, whether it is, you know, helping them get their company started, helping them to learn how to drive or whatever it is, you know, taking our trucks on the weekend and teaching people how to drive, um, whatever it was, we just started just charging. And then, you know, it just got to the point where we said, I said, you know what, this is what I want to do full time. Like, I want to do this. This is how I want to retire. Mm. I want to retire from trucking, helping people, um, okay. you know, and I want to help them. And I haven't got a chance to retire from trucking yet, but <laughs> my, that's my goal. But I want to help people. And so now I spend a lot more of my time helping people build their business. As far as with the store, the, the services that we offer, um, we, we offer people, you know, basically um, turnkey, like somebody told me earlier, oh, I know about turnkey real estate. Tell me about turnkey trucking. Basically, we can set up everything for you. We can train you on how to run your company. We can set it all up for you, just everything. One package, one price. Okay. And then um, we'll train you how to run your company and train you on how to make you know, passive income, whether if you're working with working for a full-time job, we'll train you how to set everything on autopilot. We'll give you a system, our system that we use, and we'll let you, um, you know, train you on how to use our system and how to make money in your company for your business um, after, you know, everything is set up. We'll also get you funding. We can provide startup funding for people. We'll help people with their credit repair so that they can get funding. Um, we help people with with uh, good credit and bad credit. We help people who have CDLs, who don't have CDLs. Um, it doesn't matter. You can be just a regular person. All of my mm. clients, I have clients that are nurses. I have clients that are doctors. I have clients that are lawyers. I have clients that are CNAs. I have clients that, you know, work for the school system, principals, wow. teachers, um, all, everything that you manufacture workers and they're in their work job working and they have a business, a transportation business now running. And their goal is after a certain point, I, I try not to let anybody who I work with quit their job lesser than six months. Okay. That, your company needs to be running for six months before you just say, I'm just quitting my job doing this full time. Some people want to do it longer. 
and they want their business to be running longer before they quit their job. Some people want to get their retirement. So, you know, um, I have police officers. I have different, all kinds of different people who, um, you know, just different faces who are actually running their own business and working an everyday job or either have um, running their business and now they have retired or either let go of their job and they're working now. I even have disabled disabled veterans and disabled. Wow. I have a couple of clients that are in a wheelchair, bound to a wheelchair, um, cannot walk anymore, and they are at the computer every morning dispatching their own truck. Wow. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, do you do you teach about government contracting as well? We do. So we do teach about government contracting. Um, we do teach people how to go ahead and get their company positioned in to start receiving government contracting. Um, we have um, a couple of clients who actually received and have actually given testimonies how they have received government contracts over a million dollars Wow! Um, with following our process. Wow. 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 Have you have, did your company ever receive a, a government contract? We have. We have received a government contract. Um, we don't, we're not under any government contracts right now. Okay. And we haven't been working with the government probably in about two years now. Um, but we have received the government contracts in trucking and warehousing. And warehousing as well. Nice. Warehousing nice. as well. Right. Okay. Very, very nice. All right. So, so, so what's next for you? You've built, you've built, um, you've built this academy now. Um, and basically you're, you're teaching freight brokerage through the academy freight dispatching and then it's like a turnkey how to you know start your trucking company um and and kind of get it get it up and rolling like within six months or so um what's what's next what what are you what are you thinking about in the next five years or so what's what's your what's your five-year plan now that we've been uh, we we've been all over united states teaching people and um helping people now we're um we're thinking about just basically expanding different locations, Transportation Academy in Houston, Transportation Academy in different cities. Um, that's physical locations in mm. different cities. We nice. have a base that we're opening up in Atlanta, but we want physical locations all over that we can just put everything on remote and they can teach. Um, people can you know, learn how to be successful in transportation, how to make money in transportation. So you guys actually do seminars now, correct? We do seminars, um, webinars, okay. um, online trainings. Yes, we do. All, we do it pretty much all. Um, we have another. Um, we pretty much do a lot. Probably about ninety-five percent online, but okay. we also go to physical locations all over the country, um, like everywhere. Well, all over the United States. Got you, got you. And where can the people find um, find the online courses and curriculum? They can find it at transportationacademy.org. We have a phenomenal website, and you can just go on there and navigate and find a lot of different um, resources to help you depending on where you are. Got you. And where are you guys going to be next for um, a live seminar? So a live seminar, we're going to be in Philadelphia. Oh, really? Okay, you're coming yes. close to me. I'm, I'm in okay. Jersey. So oh, that's okay. right, right okay. over the bridge. When, when are you going to be in Philly? We're going to be in Philadelphia. I want to say December 3rd, okay. the first or the second week in December. We're going to be in Philadelphia. So if you guys are in Philadelphia, go ahead and register for that seminar um, right now. Um, we do anticipate it being sold out. Um, so you want to get your seat. And um, if you're, we, we get a lot of people in the Northeast, um, you know, just requesting our services. And so it's, it's kind of a great pleasure to actually come up there. Nice. And you can find that information on transportationacademy.org as well, correct? Right. Upcoming seminars. All right. Perfect. All right. So let, let's, let's kind of start wrapping things up. So I, I okay. want you to kind of give the people your, your final thoughts. I always like to, you know, allow my guests to give some final thoughts, some words of encouragement or whatever is on their heart to say. And then just kind of, um, you know, give your social media, let people know where they can connect with you and um, okay. so forth and so on. Okay, so I want to let people know right now if you're in trucking and you're failing and you feel like that you, um, you know, you just want to give it up, you feel like that things are not going right, contact us. Um, let me see if I can help you. Um, I do charge, but I do have a passion to help you and I will help you if you give me the opportunity and if your mindset is receivable for that help. Um, I also want to tell you that if you're looking to start your own transportation business, 
Don't just go out and I have some people that call me and say, oh, I took my whole 401k and I started and this happened and I failed. Don't do it. Instead of taking that 401k, going to buy a truck cash, go invest it into a company that will help you to get everything together and get everything straightened out. The reason why is because that company is in what well, our company, Transportation Academy, is going to help you to get things structured, get everything um, in order, and you could start actually, you know, have a profitable business by the end of the year. You know, you can start within the first 45 days, and then by that end of the year, you can see how, where you've came. Versus if you go out on your own and do it, and you work with or you work with someone who you don't know if they're going to be able to help you, then you could end up making a big mistake. And I see this all the time. And so my desire, my whole passion is to help you guys. Um, and if I can't help you guys, I will lead you to where someone can help you. Mm. So that is what I want to say to you guys. If you're looking to work with us, you can reach me at um, on my website or either you can um, reach us um, at um, on Instagram, Transport Expert on Facebook as Transportation Academy. And um, you can reach us also by phone at 888-210-4968. And we would love to work with you. Um, it's not just me. I, have, I do have a team of staff and we all will love to work with you. Nice. Kimberly Carver, Transportation Academy. Thank you so much for joining us on the Truck and Hustle show today. We yes. appreciate you. Appreciate your time. And, um, you know, just 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 keep on doing what you're doing, man. Um, spreading that knowledge, that education, because we definitely need it out here. So this this is important. Right. I'm so glad that um, I got to be on this show. And thank you. Hopefully I'll get to meet you when we do come to Philadelphia and um, go go from there. For sure. Thank you so much, Kimberly. All right. You take care of yourself and have a nice day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.